Well, praise the Lord. Once again, this is Pastor Jerry coming to you wherever you're at. Amen. However you're listening, praise God. Once again, we're always uh, honored and privileged to uh, bring the Word of God to you. Uh, today, we're going to go to the book of Psalms. Amen. Psalms 103 is where we're going to dive into today. Uh, kind of a common text, but I'm going to kind of um, maybe dissect some of this a little bit, and hopefully uh, it'll come alive to you. Psalms 103, and uh, we'll read probably the first seven verses here. It says this, bless the Lord. Hallelujah. In other words, given uh, celebrate or to praise, uh, to salute, to an act of adoration. Praise the Lord, it says, with all my soul. In other words, with all my being. All right. He's really, in a sense, he's commanding his soul uh, to praise God. Amen. And which is really a, a, a tidbit here that would be uh, good for all of us to get a hold of is that even though you don't maybe sometimes don't feel like giving God praise, you do it anyway. Amen. That's, that's kind of what David's doing here. He's, uh, he's commanding his soul, his mind, his will, his emotions to line up to, uh, to the word and line up to God's will and God's ways, amen, and that is to give God honor, to give God adoration and praise. Praise the Lord. So bless the Lord, O my soul, and again, all that is within me, bless His holy name. Praise God. And he says it again, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known His ways to Moses and His acts, it says, to the children of Israel. Praise God. I think that'll be good for the moment. Uh, verse 7, I think maybe what I'll do is I'll talk a little bit about verse 7, and then I'm going to back up, and we're going to talk some more uh, about some other things in here. Uh, verse 7 says this, uh, He made known His ways to Moses. Made known His ways to Moses. Now, let's define that here real quick. The word ways here uh, means is derek, okay, which means a road or a course of life, a mode of action, custom, or the manner of, okay? And uh, it says here, he made known, Yoda is the Hebrew word there, made known his ways, okay, to know or to ascertain by seeing. Now, what it's saying there really, in a sense, is kind of the new covenant way of saying he opened the eyes of his understanding. He gave him uh, revelation, okay, he ascertained by seeing. So Moses knew his ways. In fact, I think that's why I'm going to title this message today is knowing his ways because uh, that's uh, pretty key, okay? Moses knew his ways. It said the children of Israel knew his acts, right? His acts were known by the children of Israel, but Moses knew his ways, okay? So Moses knew his ways, his course, his manner, the way he was, okay? Um, the word here, as it goes on, says his acts to the children of Israel. Now, the word acts just means exploits, but it means exploits in the sense of affecting. In other words, creating a result, a consequence, or an outcome is what this word means. So the children of Israel knew of the acts of God, the exploits of God. Okay, They, they saw the results of doing good or the results of doing bad. Um, it's nothing wrong with that. They saw the results of, uh, of uh, 
following God, the principles of God, um, doing the statutes and walking out the commands or utterances of God, and they saw the consequences and results of not following uh, the principles, statutes, you know, ways of God. So there's no doubt that you or me um, are going to, you know, we see results from our do's and don'ts and what we do and what we don't do, whether we follow God or don't follow God. Now, that's kind of neither here nor there, but the Word said that Moses knew his ways. Well, Moses wasn't just that Moses went along and then bumped along in life and, and just you know, realized through a result that he did something wrong or a result he did something right. And uh, the Word said he knew his ways. He knew his manner. He knew his customs. He knew how God thought. And uh, that's what you and me are called to do. That's why you spend time with him. You get more aware of how God thinks of things and sees things and how God not only, not only sees you, Sometimes you got to know that, right? You know, we got to know how he sees us. You got to you got to get a revelation of that because if if you struggle with that, then uh, you struggle with your own identity and who you are and who God has made you to be, and then all of a sudden you're going to have issues. Okay, then you're going to bump along, kind of like the children of Israel, just trying to do the right thing. You know, do this, don't do that, and you're going to live kind of by a list of do's and don'ts rather than just by following God because of a relationship with God. Uh, you know, of of knowing His ways. Okay. And there is a difference. And so, uh, you know, part of this is knowing how he sees you. And here we go, because this is going to be kind of key today. Also knowing how he views others. Okay, that's huge. Okay. Um, so today, we're going to kind of back up here. and We're going to kind of look at some of this. And we're going to kind of come into this with the idea of understanding God's ways. Okay, that's kind of how we're going to come at this today. All right, Moses knew his ways, all right? Now, again, I'm not um, uh, pulling, uh, you know, anything away from the fact of knowing the outcome, the principles, the, I mean, the, uh, the results of doing the principles, okay, because that's the truth. I mean, there's, there's actual statutes and principles set up for a reason. You know, you sow, you reap, you know, uh, you give, you receive. You know, it's just, uh, you know, you believe God, you get results. I mean, there's all principles that work, but... Um, the idea, what God designed this whole thing to work, uh, is for you to get to know Him, understand His ways, and as a result of it, you just live a life, okay, just knowing the heart of God, all right? And you're not struggling trying to, you know, make sure you do enough of this or not enough of this or whatever, and then, you know, it just, it just complicates things. So, anyway, that's the angle we're coming at it today. Okay, so let's go back up here. Let's go back up. Uh, bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless His holy name. Verse 2, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Okay, so let's look at some words here, kind of like we normally do. We always kind of dissect it. The word bless here is barak, okay, which means as an act of adoration, praise, um, uh, to salute or give thanks or to celebrate. Okay, it's kind of that same word in verse 1 also. But so anyway, so to bless... Uh, the Lord, O oh, my soul, okay, and then it said, and forget not all His benefits, okay, this is kind of key with what we're talking about today, forget not all His benefits. The word uh, to forget is shakak, okay, which means to uh, mis mislay or misplace, it means to be oblivious of, okay, uh, to be oblivious of from want 
of memory or attention. In other words, okay, so in other words, it's, it, you know, just like it sounds, you're, you're basically, you're not keeping it uh, in your forethoughts, okay? You're, um, you've somehow misplaced it. And sometimes that's what happens when we don't know the ways of God, but our relationship with God or in the kingdom of light is all about a list of do's and don'ts. Believe me, um, uh, from day to day, you're going to forget some things. And then what happens is, okay, uh, you know, you cross a line. Now, the next thing you know, you're struggling again. And, you know, and then you try to, you know, it's just a rough way to live. Okay. So here we are uh, as a people of God that have benefits. Okay. What's the word benefit mean? Well, it means um, recompense, reward, advantages, privileges, pluses, perks. These are all uh, pretty cool things. All of it's wonderful. Um, it says, but we're to remember it, right? We're to keep it in our mind. We're not to forget it. See, it's our choice what we, what we remember and what we, what we forget, all right? Just the facts. But the problem is, if you're just living by a list of do's and don'ts, it's going to be hard to remember certain things, all right? Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's what Jesus said. That's, that's first and foremost. And then he said, then love others as you'd love yourself, okay? So that's the second thing. But, you know, a lot of times, you know, they, he was asked, you know, what's the greatest commandment? Well, the greatest commandment is just love God, okay? Just get into a, a, an intimacy, a relationship with God, all right? And then what happens, you begin to know God. If you get to know God, all the rest of it falls into place. And, and in fact, that text here, it talks about then you're no longer, you're not held under the law anymore. Well, because you, you've got such a relationship with God, you know the heart of God, you know the ways of God, you know the thoughts of God, you know how God sees this and how God sees that. So what happens is your everyday actions then are following after a relationship, an intimacy, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a bond that you have with God, all right, because you know His ways, amen, and as a result of it, it this life in God becomes easier. You know, if your life in God is just about a, a list of do's and don'ts, and you got to live from miracle to miracle. Uh, you know, in other words, you got to believe God because you got, you know, you messed up or something's going wrong or something's messed up, something's gone bad, and now you need a breakthrough, you need a miracle to try to pull yourself out of it. Then you get that, and wonderful. And if you need a miracle, go get it, right? I mean, we're not, we're not taken away from that. But the point you need to understand that you can't just live from miracle to miracle. You know, it's like living from paycheck to paycheck, okay? That's not really how you were designed to live, okay? So what we are, see, we live an everyday life with an intimacy, a communion with God, a connection with God that you know His heart, you know His ways, and then you're not, you're not struggling with trying to remember, uh, you know, whether I should do this and not do that, or, or, or in this text it says you forget, so what happens is you, you lost sight of something, uh, you know, or, or it went out of memory, and now next thing you know, you realize, oh, yeah, you know, I need to get that working back in my life again. Well, if you maintain a relationship with God, you ain't never going to find yourself doing that. All right? I'm not saying you're still not going to grow or learn or, or mature in things and, and get, uh, you know, maybe make adjustments and changes in your life to make something better. We're, we're not taking away from any of that. We're just saying that it's a rough way to live. You're going to live from a you know, by a list of do's and don'ts. And you can, you can pull up about two or three lists in, in the Scriptures because there is, there is lists of do's and don'ts in here. Uh, and even in the New Covenant, you know, we can find texts in there that talk about, you know, do this, do that, do this, don't do this, don't do that. 
And, uh, you know, we could, we could sit here all day and meditate on that. And believe me, um, by the time we're done with the service, you're going to forget a half of them. By the time you get out to your car, you're going to forget the rest of them. And that's kind of how that stuff works. So if, if you're not maintaining an intimacy with God to where there's that, that, that knowing His ways, okay, then what happens, you're going to constantly have to live by a list. And, that, and that's, that's, a, that's a painful way to live your life in God. And really, to be honest, um, that's where most people struggle with their walk in God. They feel like they can't accomplish or they can't uh, do this thing right. And all honesty, you can do it, okay? But you've got to maintain intimacy in a relationship. Now, again, we're not taking away from the principles because we, we still teach the principles because there's a reason for it. There's a reason you, uh, you, know, you love people. There's a reason you sow. There's a reason that... Uh, you forgive. There's, a, all, there's all reasons for all of it. Amen. But when you've got an intimacy with God and you connect with God, well, then, you know, you don't have to be reminded to forgive. and You don't have to be reminded to, to sow. You don't have to be reminded to be kind. You don't have to be reminded to, you know, to be a difference maker. You know, you just don't have to be reminded of that stuff all the time. So anyway, maybe a little bit of a rabbit trail there, but I think it's, it's at least uh, uh, coming alive to you here. So it says, forget not all the benefits, all right? Let me give you a couple more references on that. Psalm 68 says this, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, right? Uh, he's the God of our salvation, Selah. In other words, think about that, right? So he, there's all kinds of benefits for serving God and loving God, right? Psalms 116 says, What shall I render to the Lord for all His benefits toward me? In other words, again, the psalmist is bringing out, there's all kinds of benefits to serving God, Amen. All right, so again, let's go back to this. It says, don't forget about it. You know, keep it in, in, in your midst. And what I'm trying to bring out to you is this. If you maintain a relationship with God to where you know His ways, you're probably not going to lose sight of some of this. Amen. You're not as apt to forget about some things. Amen. But it goes on here, and start, let's just start looking at His ways now a little bit. Who forgives all your iniquities. Okay, so this is, uh, uh, what is it, verse 3. Who forgives all your iniquities. That's the first one. Well, let's think about that, Okay. Uh, forgives, he pardons, um, to spare. It talks about being merciful here, okay? Uh, in fact, if you look at more of this psalm, it kind of brings that out. Like in verse 8 of Psalms 103, it says, The Lord is merciful and gracious. Now, that's who He is, right? He's slow to anger and abounding in mercy. And not everybody sees God that way, okay? A lot of people think God is always angry, okay? And it's probably just because they're always angry. I, I don't know, maybe not. Or maybe they've been around a parent that's always angry or something or, or whatever. Or maybe that's just how they were taught. Some people were taught that. Okay, that's, you know, God's just always mad with, with His people, you know. And He's not, okay. He's merciful, all right. Let's look at verse, uh, like verse 11, I believe it is. Go down here a little bit. It says, For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great uh, is His mercy toward those who fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far... Uh, has He removed our transgressions from us? I mean, this is, this, is, this is the ways of God, right? I mean, you don't have to be reminded that God forgives because you just, you just get to know Him. God's merciful, okay? He's not justifying mistakes. He's not condoning mistakes. He's not making excuses for mistakes or for sin. Okay, that's not what He's doing here. He's trying to let you know who He is, okay? And this is what Moses, under, you know, got a revelation of this, okay? So you go down here even further, like let's say verse 17. It says, but the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear Him 
and his righteousness uh, to the children's children here. So anyway, the point is, is that this is God. He's merciful, okay? So back in verse 3 again, it says this. It says, who forgives all your iniquities. Now remember, this is an old covenant verse, all right? We can go to the new covenant and see what Jesus did, the price that was paid. And how, you know, uh, you know, because of what he did, we've, we've been forgiven. Uh, we can talk about righteousness, which is one of my favorite topics. Um, and we can talk about the reason I'm the righteousness of God and you're the righteousness of God is because of the fact that you've been forgiven. Price has been paid. You've been brought into a place of right standing because of what Jesus did. Okay? But this, see, you have to understand, this is the heart of the Father. This is who He is. This is His ways. Um, and, uh, you know, those that don't know Him, okay, uh, have to constantly be reminded of this. Now, okay, you say, okay, why are you bringing all this out? Because it's not even just the fact that He's forgiving your iniquities. Okay? He's forgiven the iniquities of that person probably standing next to you. Or that person right now you struggle with. Okay, so if you're not familiar with his ways, okay, you got to be reminded by some preacher guy that stands in front of you and says, hey, forgive. You know, let it go. Okay, stop holding that against them. Okay, we're not condoning it. We're not excusing it. We're not, you know, making, uh, you know, we're not somehow, uh, you know, condoning it. We're just saying, you know, somewhere along the line, you got to recognize, just like, you know, like the Scripture says, you know, as you've been forgiven, you also forgive, right? And so if you know His ways, then you're more apt to just kind of roll with that. You're not going to have to be reminded all the time to forgive somebody or yourself. Okay, so I'm, not, I'm, I'm trying to look at this from both sides of this thing because there's a lot of people that struggle with their mistakes. And, uh, you know, you beat yourself up all the time because you made another mistake. Well, you know, that's, a, that's why we have a, a Savior. That's why the blood of Jesus, uh, you know, was, you know, that's why the blood was shed, okay? That's why you've been made the righteousness of God. That's, uh, you know, that's the heart of the Father. That's why He sent His Son, okay, uh, to make a way so you could walk free from sin, walk free from uh, transgression or iniquity or a mistake, all right? Again, it's not condoning anything. It's not making excuses for anything. See, but the quicker you understand the ways of God, the heart of God concerning these kind of things, the quicker you walk free from it, from the mess of that or from the torment of that, okay? And the quicker you release somebody else, okay? Sometimes the reason that, you know, maybe it's a little bit of a rabbit trail here, but sometimes the reason some people don't get free from it because you won't, you won't release them. Okay, and we can go to scriptures on that. Okay, so you know, it's it's better just to you know, operate like like Jesus, right, and follow the heart of God, Amen. And because you know His ways, all right, you you know, just like He released you and forgives you, you do the same thing for them, Amen. So uh, anyway, that's one of the things, right? So He forgives our iniquities. What's the next thing there in verse 3? It says what? He also what? Heals all your diseases. Okay, well, what does that mean? Well, um, heals all your diseases. 
Okay, so uh, means to, um, uh, to mend. Okay, the word uh, Rapha, which, amen, he's Jehovah Rapha, right? So Rapha means to mend, to cure, repair, to make whole, and even uses the word physician, okay? And uh, the word disease here, okay, uh, which is um, kind of a longer Hebrew word here, or at least several syllables, uh, takalawu, okay? Takalawu, I think it's kind of something like that, but it means uh, illness, ailments, grievousness, sickness, okay? So it's just kind of an all-inclusive word here. Now, the verse that kind of jumps at me, I think I'm going to turn to it, is out of Matthew. I'll come right back here, but Matthew uh, chapter 8. And um, I'm thinking, uh, let's see, let me just read it here. And this is talking about Jesus. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out uh, the spirits with a word. Now, this is, again, Matthew 8 and uh, verse uh, 16 and 17 here. And he cast out spirits with a word and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Okay, now the point I'm just making is that we see uh, that was Jesus, right? So Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So in other words, he went everywhere healing, delivering, uh, you know, getting the, the demon possessed, delivered from, from whatever demon it was. He healed all manner of sickness and disease. And you know, we see promise after promise. We can go verse after verse after verse concerning these kind of things. But the point I'm trying to make is this is the heart of God. This is the ways of God. He doesn't want his kids, you know, sick, diseased, uh, infirmity. Okay, what was else is that word? Ailment, grievous. Uh, sickness, illness, I mean, uh, all those words, okay, all those synonyms to this word, uh, you know, his heart is that you be delivered. So he not only forgives your iniquity, he heals all your diseases. So you have to be aware of the ways of God here. That's who he is. He never wants you sick. Well, you know, I, 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 did something and I created this mess. Well, you probably did do something and created this mess. You probably, uh, you know, ate too much of that. Uh, you know, didn't do enough exercise, whatever. We can go on and on and on about all things that can create illness, sickness, disease, all kinds of, the word talks about, you know, you could be, uh, you know, through uh, sorrow and all kinds of stuff. It, it opens the door for the demonic to come in and, and steal health out of your body. And we can go, I mean, we can go all over the, 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 the word here concerning different things that, uh, that you need to avoid or different things you need to do uh, to maintain health. But the heart of God, the ways of the Lord, is that you be well and whole, no matter what caused it, no matter what started it. Now, the reason that's necessary to understand is, again, you don't have to constantly be reminded that God does this, but you understand that's the way of God. God just wants me well and whole. So regardless of how it got there, or regardless how it, it happened, the way of God, the heart of God, is to have you whole. You just have to, that's part of, the, that's part of your benefit package, so to speak. Part of the perks of being a part of the family, all right? Now again, right, let's, both sides, right? That neighbor that friend, that person. Um, you know, I, I've seen many times, you know, 
uh, being in a, a, you know, a pastor, a lot of times you see some of the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, you know, some people do certain things and they create, uh, you know, through addictions and things like that, they create all kinds of havoc in their bodies. And, um, you know, sometimes you could sit here and if you got critical or got, you know, judgmental, you can sit there and say, well, you know, if they just stopped doing that, they wouldn't be sick. Well, no kidding, Sherlock. I mean, but, uh, you know, here's the deal. The heart of God is get them well. So if you understand the heart and the ways of God, that person, you know, is forgiven. That person is healed. I mean, you see what I'm saying? That's the heart of God. So you do whatever it takes, amen, to assure that that person's released from their sin and, and forgiven and understand that. That's part of the, the ministry of reconciliation, right? And God wants them well and whole. Amen. So it just makes things easier. You don't have to sit here and say, well, you know, and try to, you know, somehow analyze everything and dissect everything to the point that, uh, you know, that we start thinking that, you know, they, they need to be sick because of what they did. Well, geez, if that's the case, then we're all doomed. So the heart of God is to that all people be forgiven, all people be healed, right? And so Moses knew his ways, all right? And uh, that's, that's our heart is to... Uh, to walk with that. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Hope you're getting something here. All right. So verse four now says, who also then, uh, who redeems your life from destruction, redeems your life from, your, from destruction. So again, part of your benefit package here, redeems your life from destruction. All right. So the word redeemed uh, means uh, delivered. Okay. Uh, perform or pay the price of, okay, so there's been a price made, a ransom made, um, purchased, so that's also, remember, you've been redeemed uh, by the blood of the Lamb, so you've been, there's been a purchase, there's been a ransom, okay. Uh, the word destruction in this verse uh, means, uh, literally means uh, as a trap, uh, a ditch, a grave, corruption, all that comes out of this thing. Now, I was thinking some verses that jumped at me um, for this. Um, again, we're talking about knowing His ways. And I was thinking a verse that jumped at me was out of Luke chapter 9. Let me go ahead and turn to it. We'll get back here. Uh, Luke 9. Hallelujah. Luke 9, verse 56. And this, member, Jesus... Um, uh, was passing through uh, uh, a Samaritan village, and everybody kind of turned their nose up at him because he was basically heading toward Jerusalem. And Well, anyway, I won't get into all that. But the bottom line is um, they all kind of turned their nose up at him. Well, the disciples thought that wasn't right, and it probably wasn't right. But, but they thought, well, you know what? Uh, we should do, do is call fire down on this community because of what they did. Well, Jesus makes a statement to him. He says this, For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives. Now, this is Luke 9 and 56. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, come on, but to save them, right? And, and, and then, of course, and they went to an, the next village. So he's trying to show them, listen, that's not the heart of God. That's not the ways of God. All right. And what they want to do, they want to pull up something out of the old covenant that happened. And then, every, you know, of course, God got blamed for everything. But the bottom line is, is they're thinking this is, you know, this is what they should do. When all along, Jesus said, that's the total opposite. I ain't here to destroy lives. I'm here to redeem lives. I'm not here to, uh, you know, 
destroy lives. I'm here to get them out of destruction, away from destruction. So, you know, you go back to that, uh, that Psalm uh, 103 again, verse 4, it says, who redeems your life from destruction. See, that's always been the heart of God. That's always been kind of the, the benefit of God, the, the advantage of, of, of the kingdom of God. This is what it's about. This is who He's about. This, it's about redeeming lives. It's about getting lives away from destruction. All right? Um, another psalm, uh, psalm that jumps at me is like Psalms 91, and sometimes I use it a lot because it's, it's one of those ones we pray a lot over uh, you know, our congregation, our family, and things. But it's a psalm of protection. And it talks about in there uh, that He redeems you uh, uh, from uh, the snare of the fowler, okay? He, you know, so, uh, you know, the idea is that, you know, the enemy is setting traps out there. In fact, um, that word destruction again, again means a pit as a trap or a ditch, okay? But it means something set as a trap, okay? So the enemy is always setting traps, all right? Well, God wants you delivered from it. God isn't looking for you always to fall into a, a, a ditch, and then you need a miracle to get out of it all the time. This is kind of the difference between Moses knowing his ways, the children of Israel knowing his acts. Okay, it kind of, it kind of fits in there a little bit because, you know, living from, you know, one needing one miracle after another miracle because we're, we're not understanding uh, the ways of God here. Okay, so God wants to deliver you before you fall into the, trip, the trap, the, the pit, the snare, I guess is how it's worded in Psalms uh, 91. So there's a snare been set by the enemy, but he's here to deliver you, uh, you know, out of destruction. So that means, okay, it's not just wait till after you get destroyed or, you know, fall or tripped up or whatever. He, his way is to deliver you before you even get to it, to steer you around it. Amen. That's part of the ways of God. Amen. Now you think about that, okay, um, you know, that's God's heart not only for you, but for the person next to you for the people around you. That's his heart. Amen. Encourage people about that kind of thing um, because that's the ways of God. He wants to deliver people uh, from, from the pit, from the snares of the enemy, for, from destruction. Okay? Uh, he's not here to destroy lives. He's here to save lives. All right? And so these are just things to keep in mind. All right? Praise the Lord. Uh, I'll go back to Psalms 103 again, verse 4 again, who redeems your life from destruction. And then here's the next one, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. All right, so let's look at that a little bit. Who crowns you, all right, that means to encompass, uh, to surround, right? So to surround or encompass you, all right, hallelujah, this is what the word crown means, okay, with loving kindness and tender mercies, okay? Loving kindness is a, a great Hebrew word, hasid, okay, which means covenant kindness, okay, uh, which also means favor, okay, uh, goodness or good deedliness, but it's referring to favor, okay. And in fact, let me touch on that. Uh, if you just the next or back up a psalm in verse, I think it's like verse 13. Yes, verse 13. It says that he will arise and have mercy on Zion, which is a type of the church, okay, for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. In other words, that's the heart of God to always give you favor. All right, make sure that, uh, you know, there's that covenant kindness is always there. All right, that's the heart of God. In fact, another psalm jumps at me a little bit. Psalms, I believe it's five, like verse 12, I believe. Let me find it here. 
Actually, that's no. Yep, that's correct. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him as with a shield. Okay, so we're talking about that loving kindness, that hasid, that favor, okay, being around you. So he wants to surround you with loving kindness or hasid or covenant kindness, favor, right? And it says tender mercies, okay, tender mercies. So what's that mean? Um, it means compassion, all right? Again, it's that word mercy again, kind of we talked about earlier. It means a tender love or a great uh, or great tender love. Literally kind of expands. It's like it's saying a lightweight thing here. So, again, we're talking about uh, this covenant kindness, this compassion. In fact, Ephesians 2 is a good, you know, in the New Covenant, and I believe it's like verse 4, and it says that uh, God is rich in mercy. That's kind of what that's talking about. It's, it's, just, this, it's not just your forgiven thing. It's like He's rich in mercy. I mean, it's, it's huge. It's, uh, you know, it's explosive. It's so much. There's, that's God's covenant kindness and favor. All right. He's rich in mercy. All right. He's never going to run out of it. Now, again, let's, let's go back to everything we've been talking about because uh, it's so easy for you and me with moving along. And if we don't know his ways, then pretty soon, you know, we're here we are struggling, somehow trying to get God to, uh, you know, love us, thinking we gotta, you know, we got to earn God's love. Somehow we got to uh, get God's acceptance when all along you're already accepted, you're already loved. For God so loved the world, I mean, think about that, that He gave His only begotten Son, right? A common verse, right? So, uh, you know, John 3, 16. So, for God so loved the world. So, for love the world. That's before He even came into the kingdom. He had so much love for you, so much compassion for you, all right? So much, we could even say, hasid, okay, covenant kindness for you, that he sent his only begotten son. Okay? Now, what I'm, what, and you've heard me say this many times, and I'm going to say it again. I don't know what it is sometimes with, 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 with the church sometimes. We have a tendency as believers, and certain ones, and to me, this is this whole thing about knowing his ways or not necessarily knowing his ways. We, for some reason, we get saved, we make a mistake, or we whatever, and we, we know that God loved, loved us, you know, uh, you know, when we were unsaved, but somehow you get saved, and then you make a mistake, and somehow you lose the love of God. How do you, I, mean, I don't understand that. So, if you knew His ways, you know God never stopped loving you, okay? Uh, he never uh, stopped with that covenant kindness towards you. You say, well, I, I blew it enough that, uh, that uh, you know, God uh, is, is, is going to turn his back on me. No, 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 God, that's not God. That's not his ways, okay? Now, you maybe turned your back on him, and you maybe walked away from him. All right, that could be. Uh, but the idea is to understand that God never, okay, stopped loving you, Okay? There, there ain't a, a, you know, enough mistakes out there to ever cause God to stop loving you. Now, again, know His ways, okay? Now, again, maybe I'm kind of repeating myself of something we said earlier, but that same covenant kindness that's towards you is also toward your neighbor, is also toward your family member, also toward that individual that kind of rubs you wrong once in a while, okay? So remember that. 
Okay, that's the, that's the ways of God. That's the heart of God, all right? That, that is our Heavenly Father, all right? He ain't going to stop loving you. He's not going to stop with compassion towards you and toward others. He's not going to stop with covenant kindness towards you and toward others. Amen. That's what it's about. That's who he is. All right. All right. So let's go now back to Psalms 103. Hallelujah. This time we're going to go to verse 5. All right. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. All right. Now this one here um, satisfies your mouth. All right. This word satisfy means to fill with satisfaction. Uh, to have enough or more than enough, but it talks about to fill to the full or suffice, okay? So he fills to the full, and it says your mouth with good things, all right? So your mouth, you know, you ever notice that you can't hardly talk about, um, you know, the ways and principles of God and things without somehow bringing up this thing about your, your mouth, right? Okay, well, anyway, here it is again, right? So here it is. It says the mouth, uh, the words... Use when you look it up, uses words like this, okay? Uh, trappings, trappings, as in T R A P P I N G, trappings, okay, which means accessory. Okay, now listen, it means headpiece, referring to like a halter, okay, and it, mean, and it uses a word also, finery, okay? These are all words where you, you kind of got to stop and say, okay, what's he talking about? You look them up, all right? The word finery means uh, refine, refinement of language. So the idea what he's trying to say is, talking about the mouth is, is necessary because of what comes out the mouth, okay? It's necessary in your life. So he wants, he will satisfy or fill your mouth, okay, with good things, with right things, okay? So remember now, the reason being, okay, and again, I'm, I could take a, a huge rabbit trail on this, but, you know, everything's right here, power of the tongue. Right? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You know, not what goes in the mouth, it's what comes out the mouth that defiles you. But Genesis 1 is a good, you know, when you start thinking about you've been made in his likeness and after his image, right? And so, uh, you know, you walk in that a dominion and authority because you're in his likeness after his image, okay? And so what that refers to is that, you know, the same thing that worked for him is what works for you. And, and, and God spoke things into existence. Well, so do you. Now, the reason that's necessary, because it says, okay, satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Okay, so let's define that real quick, and then I'll talk some more about this. Okay, uh, renewed, okay, means to be new or rebuild, repair, renew causatively. Okay, so it means, it means we're saying then your mouth speaks things that allows this to continue to operate. Renews, okay, your, what's it say? Renews, uh, you know, we're talking about your strength here, like the eagles, okay? In fact, uh, one translation says, He will supercharge my life so that I soar again like an eagle soaring in the sky. I think that was the Passion Translation. But the idea is, he wants your youth renewed. He wants you rejuvenated, okay? And that's, that's his heart, is to keep you, keep you, in a sense, young in heart, young even physically, keep your body working, uh, you know, mind clear, 
all these kind of things. Uh, you know, the reason it uses an eagle, uh, you know, because an eagle, if you kind of study an eagle, uh, there's things about an eagle being its own, rejuvenates itself, okay? And uh, uh, there's just things about it without, you know, getting into all that. But the bottom line is that's why I use it. And here you are called to soar like an eagle, okay, to be rejuvenated, okay? But it does bring out that your mouth's involved in this. And he'll satisfy, he'll fill your mouth with right things if you let him, all right? If you knew the heart of God, you wouldn't let the wrong things come out your mouth. And again, I know I can really get off on, on this, but, you know, it's hard for your youth to be renewed when you keep saying you're getting old. And, uh, you know, uh, over the years, you know, I've been around here, uh, you know, a little while, you know, been doing some of these, you know, involved in, in ministry and people's lives for, you know, 30 plus years, you know, where, uh, you know, you're speaking things and, and helping people and, and uh, you know, ministering the word and, and uh, trying to, uh, you know, grow people up and uh, trying to keep people well and whole and all the things that you do in what, you know, in what we do as ministers. And uh, it, it's inevitable, okay? You always got those that um, can't, get the pa- can't get past the fact that, you know, they, they feel feeble or weak, and so they constantly talk it. Uh, you know, I, I'm just getting old. I'm, uh, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, kind of withering away. You know, they just, the, all the things they say out their mouth when all along, he says, no, no, no. I want to fill your mouth with right things, okay, with good things. Amen. I want to fill your mouth with good things. Why? So your youth is renewed. Why? Because that's the heart of God, to see your youth renewed. Amen. God wants your youth renewed. Amen. God wants you rejuvenated. God wants to, I mean, you know, one day we're going to, we're going to, we're going to definitely go home. Okay. We're going to be with the Lord. If the Lord tarries and, uh, you know, we're, 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 you know, we're going to go home. Okay. Uh, you know, if the, if, if the Lord returns, we all go together, praise the Lord. But, but either way, one way or another, uh, we're going home with the Lord, right? Now, um, he designed it so, you know, in a way that you don't have to go home sick. Now, you know, we're not condemning anybody. Um, you know, we're not, uh, you know, making light of, of people's afflictions and things they deal with. Uh, but we have to understand that the way of God is to have youth renewed all the time. You know, I had a family member that, um, one that was, uh, you know, very dear to my heart. And um, they one day just sat down and, uh, um, you know, she was, uh, she'd lived a full life and uh, she uh, sat down and wrote letters out to all, all the grandkids and obviously talking about my grandma here. And uh, so uh, she, you know, knew the Lord, filled with the Spirit of God, you know, loved God, um, and she was healthy. Uh, but she sat down one day, knowing her time had come, and she wrote out all her letters to all the grandkids, and, and uh, uh, my letter was still laying on her lap. And she had just, she finished writing my letter, a uh, letter to me, and she just went home to be with the Lord. No signs of struggle. You know, there was no, there was no disease, no sickness, no, uh, you know, nothing like that that, that that took her home. It was, it literally was, she just knew her time was done. I'd run my race, finished my course, praise God. And she went home to be with the Lord. 
And to me, I'm thinking that's the way we all should go home, right? You just know your time. You know when you should go, and, and that's the way it is. Now you say, well, Pastor, why are you getting on all this? Because I always, always the thing that, 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 that makes my heart ache as a pastor, okay, is when I see people who have still, um, you know, calling. They still have gifting. They still have a purpose, okay? And yet, because they, they start feeling a little bit tired or a little bit weak or, uh, you know, we got this, you know, pain here and that pain there, and uh, pretty soon they start voicing out their mouth, I'm just getting old. Uh, you know, nobody should, uh, nobody should be out and about when they're this old. They just say little, little silly comments. And that is not the heart of God. Because what happens is now you say those kind of things, and now it, see, as Job brings out in Job 22, it brings out that, you know, you declare a thing, and then it's, it's established for you. In other words, as you begin to declare things, all of a sudden things begin to, to follow suit. That's why Jesus said it's not what goes in the mouth that follows, it's what comes out your mouth. And that's also why Paul brings out in uh, Timothy, uh, 1 Timothy 6, he says, you know, you, you fight the good fight of faith by getting your mouth right. Okay, you make the good confession. Okay, in other words, that just means say the same thing. Homoslogia is that Greek word. And it just means say, uh, say the same thing. Say what he says. That's why here in Psalms it says, your mouth filled, amen. He wants to fill your mouth with right words, right things, good things. Why? So your youth renewed, amen. Now, I'm probably hanging out here a little longer than I did the rest of them, but the point is I, I just... You know, it just grieves my heart when I see people going home early, okay, when, when they have purpose and they have so much more to give and so much more to do for the kingdom. And so I'm talking to you, and, and I know, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing, you know, talking to people all around the world. I have, you know, a group of folks that belong here at this uh, ministry, at this church. Um, and so I'm not just talking to my own parishioners here. I'm talking to all of you, all of you around the world. Uh, you know, let God fill your mouth with good things. Why? Because it's His heart. It's His way that your youth be renewed. And the neat thing about this is that, you know, He's letting it be known that you, you have to get in agreement with that. So you got to get your mouth in agreement with that, all right? Um, you know, because He's not going to violate that principle, all right? But the point is that's still the heart of God, right? The heart of God is that your youth renewed. So now think about that, okay? Okay, now, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm finding as I get, you know, as I grow and, and my body, you know, wants to tell me to slow down and, and uh, I find that, you know, uh, you know, I just stay active, you know, and I exercise and do those things. I find that when I do that, I feel better. And uh, at the same time, I, I pray these things over myself, uh, speak these words over my family. All right. And the idea is because. It's the heart of God. It's the way of God that you be rejuvenated, all right? And you don't have to go home early. You don't have to check out of here all wore down, beat up, and uh, busted up. And, uh, you know, that ain't how it was designed. You know, one day you'll get to go home. One day you will uh, make heaven your home. One day, uh, as one brother says, you know, uh, you know when, when you check out of here is the day you get to hug Jesus, all right? And Jesus hugs you, you know, that's a wonderful thought, you know. And uh, the point is, is that that's how it's designed. One day you just, you know what, it's time. I, did, I ran my race. I fulfilled my, uh, 
my, my call, and, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going home today. Praise the Lord. Amen. But a lot of folks, that's not how it's working. A lot of folks are going home early. They're checking out of here early. And a big part of it is, is when they get to a certain place physically that they begin to give, uh, you know, due to uh, maybe they sit and they think about it or maybe what they meditate on or maybe, uh, you know, they're too busy watching the, um, uh, you know, the, the commercials on TV that say you got this pain, you got this ailment, then take this, do this, well, you know, whatever. And pretty soon they just say, yeah, that's, that's me. I'm, uh, you know, I, I, must, I must be getting old. I must be, uh, you know, I must be breaking down and, I, you know, all this kind of stuff. And pretty soon you give your mouth over to it. So, you know, you get your head wrong, you get now you got, you know, your mouth wrong. And usually you meditate along, it sinks down in the heart. Then it comes up and, and, and begin, you begin to talk it. And it doesn't, it isn't long. Wasn't that long ago here, we, uh, you know, we uh, had a, um, you know, a, a, a brother that, that went home to be with the Lord. And um, he had just one day just kind of made up his mind. You know, I, I, I just, I just want to go home. And. It wasn't for good reasons, um, but uh, the point is, is that he just started giving his mouth over to the fact that, that he's going to die. He's getting old now, and he's just, you know, he's just going to die, and, you know, and that's just way, and it wasn't long. It was literally a matter of months, okay, uh, him just talking that way, and next thing you know, he's not with us anymore. Now, that's not how it's supposed to work, okay? Now, listen, we're not condemning anybody. Um, we're not making light of anybody's situation, and please don't, don't, don't hear this in the way that we're condemning somebody. That's not our, not our heart. I mean, we know where our brother is and, you know, and all that, but the point is this. Uh, y- your mouth was given over to the wrong thing, and so your mouth's now full of not good things, but wrong things, okay? And so what happens is instead of your youth now being renewed, okay, you're... you're you're now losing vibrancy, health, okay? Uh, you're not being renewed, okay? So you're not being rejuvenated, okay? So that's why, you know, it says here, you know, the heart of God is that you be rejuvenated, all right? That you can continue to soar like an eagle, amen? And, uh, boy, I hope you're hearing this. I made a little, few little rabbit trails there, but um, I, just, I just can't say it enough, you know. Um, stop talking old. Yeah, this is for somebody, or probably for many of you. You stop talking old. Okay. Stop giving place uh, for the enemy to steal your health. Okay. Get your mouth full of good things. All right. A- agree with him. Okay. Because it's his heart that you be rejuvenated. Okay. So, a little bit of anointing on that right there. So, I hope you heard it. Okay. So, um, and I, I think that's probably why I had to hang with that a little bit. All right, so uh, that's a word of the Lord for you. All right, stop talking sickness, disease, you know, lack of health, you know, um, old, wore out, broke down, busted. Knock it off. Start speaking words of life. Amen. Because the heart of God is that you be rejuvenated. Amen. And I think about this with people that, you know, you've been here a lot of years. And when you see the, the importance of things being passed on, okay, when you really look at this, it talks about the wisdom that can come 
from uh, an individual that's been with us a lot of years, okay? They've learned some things. Some things they've learned by the Spirit of God. Some things it's the school of hard knocks. I mean, we've all been to that school, right? And learned some things the hard way. But regardless, you've learned some things, right? You got some wisdom and uh, you got some insight, some things you learn by, by God and the things of God through the Word of God, just through life's experiences too. So we're called to pass that on. Man, we don't want our next generation to have to learn everything the hard way like, like we did or have to, you know, we want, to, we want them to, to know and understand some things. So I say all that again. I'm kind of hanging here again. Here I go again. But the idea is this, okay, if you're checking out early, well, you ain't, you ain't going to be a part of that now to pass that on to the next generation. Okay, you're, you're, you're now letting the enemy suck the life out of you that now you're, you've gone home early and... And we're not making light of it. Praise the Lord. Everybody wants to be with Jesus, right? Okay, there ain't nothing bad about heaven. Amen. But the point is, okay, it's hard now to pass something on to that next generation when you're gone. Okay? And so get your mouth working for you so you can be, amen, listen, the heart of God, the way of God is to have you rejuvenated. Amen. I speak that to you right now. I call you well. I call you whole. I call you rejuvenated. Praise God in the name of Jesus. Amen. Your youth renewed like the eagles. Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's, let's get back here to Psalms. Amen. All right. So let's go to verse 6 of Psalms 103 again. All right. And here's, a, here's the last one we'll talk about today. It says this, the Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. Okay, that's a good thing. Now, remember, this is the heart of God, the way of God here. All right. So let's look at this. He executes righteousness or rightness. Okay. How many know he's always, uh, you know, he's always looking to do the right thing, right? God ain't never going to do the wrong thing, right? So he, he executes righteousness and then it says justice for all. So what's he talking about here? Well, the word justice here uh, means uh, a verdict, sentence, or decree pronounced as a participant's right or for a participant's right. Now, okay, now let's, maybe I'll give you this next word here and then I'll kind of start making sense here. Uh, who are oppressed. Okay, the word oppressed means pressed upon, defrauded, violated, or wronged. Okay, so what that means here is he's talking about is uh, God's got your back. Okay, because a lot of times, see, this is what happens a lot of times. We get going along and something happens. We get um, violated somehow, okay, or abused, mistreated, um, maybe wronged, okay, is another word there it uses, okay? So this word oppressed is talking about somebody who's been done, that wrong's been done to, okay? And we've probably all somewhere along the line have experienced this, and maybe some of us maybe even more so than others. But here's the deal, okay? The way of God is He executes righteousness and justice. So what it means is He's got your back. In fact, I tell you what, let's go to Romans 8. Maybe we'll close with that. Let me see here. Go to Romans 8. Have I ever told you how much I love Romans 8? Praise the Lord. Romans 8. Yeah, I tell you what, we'll go to verse 31. 
And it says, what then shall we say uh, to these things? And of course, he goes on and lists all the things that, uh, you know, that you've been predestined and called and justified and glorified. Amen. So he says, what can we say to all these? Well, he says, if God is for us, could we, uh, could, pardon me, if God is for us, who can be against us? In other words, he's asking the question. So in other words, could we say that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that we, everything we've been talking about today, we could say, okay, that God's for you. That's the, one of the biggest things that's happening that's been said there in Psalms 103, is God's always for you. So he's just talking about, now remember, in context, about those who've been oppressed, okay, those who have been, had wrong done to. He's saying, listen, I'm on your side. I'm with you, okay? okay now, now hang on, okay? He goes on and says, uh, who, he who, verse 32, he, I'm in Romans 8 again, Verse 32, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is risen, right? Who is even at the right hand of God and makes intercession for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Who shall separate from the love of Christ? It goes on to talk about. So, okay, so there's a lot being said there, but the bottom line is, listen, there's things been, that have happened. You've been wronged. Um, uh, you've been maybe accused. You've been something said wrong about you, said evil of you. Uh, you know, that's why the word says no weapon formed against you is going to prosper because sometimes weapons do get formed against you. Sometimes it's just flat demonic, okay? And maybe he's using individuals to do that to you. Now, the reason I brought this up is because the way of God is that he's the one that will execute righteousness and justice for you. Now, if you understand that, you know that he's on your side, that God's got your back. That's really what it's saying. Otherwise, you're straining and struggling to defend yourself. Okay, and I'm telling you, that's a lot of work. Because I don't know if you know this, but you're not going to get everybody to like you. Okay, I'm just telling you, you're not going to get everybody to agree with you. You're not going to get every person out there on your side. It ain't going to happen. There's always going to be somebody that don't, <clears throat> don't agree with you, don't like you, uh, may not uh, stand in your corner, okay? And, uh, and really, to be honest, it's irrelevant. Yeah, you heard me. It's irrelevant, okay? And if you're going to struggle your whole life trying to get everybody uh, to understand you, to like you, uh, to, uh, you know, always going to try to defend yourself, uh, when something was done wrong, um, you know, uh, it, it's just going to be a, a long road to hoe. I'm just telling you because uh, it, it's always going to be out there because that's how the enemy operates. He's divisive, deceptive, okay? He's manipulative, okay? Uh, and he will cause others uh, to uh, get caught up in that. Pretty soon there's accusations being made, <clears throat> things being said. Now, you say, well, Pastor, you're, you're kind of depressing me now with all this. Listen, listen, I, I, I'm not trying to depress you. I'm trying to show you the way of God. God's got your back. All right? God's on your side. Okay? Uh, so you're not, you don't have to constantly try to defend yourself all the time. You know, if you made a mistake, then repent and get it right. But, but I found that you just move forward. All right, because the heart of God is the fact that He's got your back. Okay, uh, you know, uh, you know the word even talks about vengeance being 
uh, of him. He's, he's the one that's going to, he's the one that's got your back. I mean, if it comes down to that where it's that serious, okay, vengeance is his. Okay, if it's that serious. Okay, so uh, again, this is just another one of them things we could probably spend a whole service on. But the bottom line is, this is the way of God. And if you're going to constantly try and defend yourself, and I even think about this thing with Moses, okay, because this is kind of, you know, how this whole thing started. You know, Moses knew his ways. If Moses was constantly going to have to constantly defend himself all the time, it had never, never stopped. There were always somebody mad at him, somebody bellyaching, somebody upset with him, somebody didn't think he did it right, somebody else should, should be leading, uh, you know, let's go back to Egypt, all that kind of stuff that was all the time. Well, if he constantly was moved by that, he made it. Of course, you know he, he got in trouble later because he did let it get to him, okay? And so I don't want it to get to you. All right. And again, I'm not trying to depress anybody. I'm just trying to tell you the facts. You ain't never going to get everybody to agree with you and everybody to like you and everybody to, uh, you know, to you know, jump in your corner. It ain't going to happen. Um, and I don't know if you know this, that um, you know, about the time you think you're doing something right, somebody's going to find something you didn't do right or they're not going to agree with how you did it, uh, you know, how you said it. Uh, they, you know, it's just silly, but it, it, it's the way it is. And so you have to understand that God, the way of God, is that God is the one who executes righteousness and justice, okay? He's got your back. So let him have your back. He's on your side. So don't, don't exclude him, okay? Put your faith in him. Put your trust in him. Now, these are just some things, you know, out of Psalms 103 here, and uh, just some benefits, some things that, that are there. But if you know God's ways, amen, then, you know, you're not so caught up in some things. You're not so wore out and beat down by, by some things. You know, you just kind of move forward in God, and, and uh, you know, you, you're not always looking for a breakthrough and a miracle to get yourself bailed out of this and bailed out of that. And I mean, we can go on and on and on with this. But the bottom line is, this is the way of God. These are part of your, your benefits. This is, this is the ways of God. This is who your God is. This is who your Father is. Amen. A God that loves you and forgives you and is merciful and compassionate. Uh, a Father that's got your back. Amen. That, that wants to re, uh, renew your and rejuvenate your strength. And, and uh, you know, we just, uh, man, we just, oh, what, what awesome benefits here. But know His ways. Amen. Get to know Him. Spend some more time. Commune with Him. Receive it. and Get it alive and working in you, praise God. Hallelujah. You'd be amazed how easier, uh, in a sense, how easier life gets as a child of God if you just, amen, know His ways. I hope you got something. Father, we give praise and glory and honor. Thank you once again for Your Word and for these, uh, these uh, principles and things that we've learned here today, Your ways that we've learned here today. And Father, I just give praise and glory. Thank you for a people of God uh, who who lean on you, trust in you, who remember, keep within their forethoughts, amen, their thinking, hallelujah, of your benefits and all and who you are as their Father, their Heavenly Father. Father, we're grateful for all of that. And Father, even all uh, today, I pray that there are those that maybe uh, struggle with, uh, with uh, maybe uh, not knowing they're forgiven. I just, I take authority over that right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord God. They're released from that, uh, that bondage. They're released uh, from that uh, demonic influence or whatever it is that's trying to hold them captive. I thank you and praise you, Lord God. 
Hallelujah, for all your benefits. We thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us and all that you're doing. Amen. And we're thankful for your heart and for your ways. And for that, we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of the message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash Victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministries on Roku. For more information on who we are and what we do here at Word of Victory, check out our website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.